Welcome to Behind the Screen, a bonus interview series from Forward Movement, featuring author conversations with our managing editor, Rochelle Thompson. Hi, welcome to Behind the Scenes of podcast with Forward Day by Day authors. And today we're here with Kara Meredith, our author for the December issue. Hi, Kara. How are you doing? Good. It's so great to be here with you. Well, it's great to have you have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. We're excited to read your writing in December. Tell us who you are and a little bit about your family. Yeah. Well, I am a writer um, by day and by night. Um, by day, I, I work for I work super part time for a company and I do copywriting for them. Uh, and that's how I pay the bills. Uh, but then I also have a number of projects. Um, my, my sweet spot is spiritual nonfiction, creative nonfiction writing. Um, so I, I have a book that came out a couple of years ago called The Color of Life, which I think we'll talk more about. Um, so I, I do otherwise just freelancing and my other writing pet projects. Uh, and I'm on super part-time staff at an Episcopal church here in the San Francisco Bay Area, where I live with my husband, James, and our two boys. That sounds like you're pretty busy. <laughs> in a good way. I, I, I like to have my fingers in a lot of different pots, I think is, is how the phrase goes. It's yeah. life-giving for me. That's great. Well, you mentioned your book, and I really, I wanted to talk about it. So it's The Color of Life, and it tells your story about kind of an awakening. Tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah. So The Color of Life is a spiritual memoir. came out in February 2019 uh, with Zondervan, which is a subset of HarperCollins. And um, the the subtitle uh, is A Journey Toward Love and Racial Justice. So really, it is, it's, it's part memoir, um, part theology and um, spirituality, but also part history. Um, and it's about my journey as a white woman into issues of race. Uh, when I met the man who would become my husband, um, James, my husband, uh, is a black man, identifies as African-American. And um, so part of it was getting to know him uh, in an interracial relationship. Um, but then also his father uh, was and is an, a, an important part of the civil rights movement. Um, so my father-in-law is a man named James Meredith. Uh, he was the first black man to integrate into the University of Mississippi in 62. Uh, and then he led what was called the Meredith March Against Fear in 66. Um, so a lot of it was just entering and wrestling with my own privilege. Uh, and then what, is, what does it mean to marry into this family and to be in an interracial marriage? and eventually um, to begin to raise um, mixed race or biracial young boys. So fascinating and <laughs> probably a lot of hard soul work, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm guessing, and probably things that you um, didn't realize. What are, can you share a story or two that you think encapsulates some of your journey? Yeah. Well, for me, I identify as white, and I think that um, no matter how, no matter how we identify racially, culturally, ethnically, especially for those of us, and I know our forward day by day readers are across the world, um, but this was in particular within a U.S. context, and when when and as we look at um, our country's history or my country's history. Um, I have to realize um, how I have had uh, the upper hand simply because of the color of my skin. 
And so for me, um, one story in particular that also might resonate with your readers, with the forward day by day readers. Um, I remember reading the story of, um, of the woman who comes to Jesus, uh, the woman at the well, as she is often known. And um, I think for so long, I looked at that story and, w- and just saw her defined by her sin, by that which um, she did that separated her from God. And yet she, the truth is that Jesus engaged with her in conversation. He honored her particularities, her personhood, who she was, including her past and those stories. And so what does it mean to then look at it and say, this is how God sees every single one of us. God honors the particularities of our personhood and what makes us us. And so what does it then mean, uh, whether we're looking at this through a racial, cultural, um, ethnic lens, whether we're looking at this through a spiritual lens and historical lens, what does it mean to learn about and to elevate and honor our own particularities and to say, this is part of our identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so for me, uh, that was part of my identity and continues to be. It was not just a one hit wonder of, uh, of an event that took place, but it's ongoing. But it was very formational when it came to um, my own spiritual journey as a Christian, as an Episcopalian, when it came to my um, journey, again, racially and culturally, uh, and, and when it came to my journey, just in my own identity and what it means to operate in my skin um, here in, in the place I call home. Yeah. I think that journey is a, it's a lifelong journey. You talked about it being not just a moment of time where you like, now you've got all of it and you don't have to do any more work. It's, um, it's a lifelong uh, journey and work and the same with our spiritual lives. Um, with forward day by day, um, tell us about some of your spiritual practices. What keep you fed? Yeah. Um, you know, if we were to look at something which I feel like has been quite become quite popular within Christendom, the Enneagram, I am a seven on the Enneagram. So I um I tend to be filled and or to fill by time with other people, uh, by being out there. And yet uh there's a, a key characteristic in, in me seeking fun and life. And yes, that is part of who I am, but it's also key that I have just this grounding time. And so um, if I'm out of good space, then um, I wake up early and I make my coffee Mm -hmm. and I sit, yes, with my forward day by day, but with um, my journal, with some other books. And I just, I have this time of grounding and it's a grounding that ends up being um, with God Uh, throughout the day. I work from home mostly. And so it's also key for me to go on walks and just be out in nature Um, And for me, that's also been, it's been key to not take my cell phone with me and um, to simply be present to the world around me. And to me, being present means that I'm I'm being present to beauty. I'm being present to conversations and interactions that might happen with my neighbors. I'm being present to my dog, Um, but I'm being present to beauty in the world around me without the distraction um, of, of that, which is not necessarily real. So Uh, Those are a couple of my practices in the everyday, um, but really just making sure that I honor um, my need for, for, for grounding, for solitude, um, even in the midst of, of sometimes not always outwardly projecting that. That's really helpful. Thank you. And insightful. 
tell us a little bit about your process when you were writing. Uh, how did you, did you write every day? Did you um, have a specific time or process when you would start to dig into writing for forward day by day? It's, I often say it's easy to write 10 of these. To write 30 is really <laughs> is hard <laughs> because the, the last 10, especially you start to think, oh, um, what else can I say? So tell me about your experience in doing this. Yeah, you know, it was interesting. I had never, um, it, it was interesting and it was a challenge and it was fun. And again, I gravitate toward fun in a, in a nerdy, wordy sort of way. Um, so I'm sure most of your readers know this by now, but um, I believe most of your writers are asked to write a year in advance. Mm -hmm. And that was really helpful for me. At first, I didn't understand why. But I also later understood if I'm trying to write uh, if I'm trying to write a month of December posts um, or or uh, devotionals, if I'm trying to write those in the middle of July, it's going to be such a different experience. Um, so for me, what what I did, um, there was there was I mean, there's a verse every day. Um, I forget. Was there one verse or was it? Well, you can choose from the lectionary, right? And so, yeah. And so then you pick the you, you can delete this part. <laughs> it's I'm like, wait, what did we do? Um, so it was, it really, it was reading through every single day. And much like if I'm going to prepare a sermon, it was, it was honing in on that one verse that stuck out to me and sitting with it. Um, and then as far as it went with the actual practice, I ended up batching quite a few of them. So I believe I had, I had an initial deadline just to make sure we were on the same page. Right. Right. And, um, and I think at that point you said to me, you know, some of your theological ones are great, but we really just want the personal and we want to hear your stories and we want to hear about the everyday life. And so that for me was great insight because then I could go and I could sit with that verse. I could see what stuck out. I could sit with the verse that I had honed in on. And then I could just literally look in the world around me. Right. Um, I remember one of them, I, in, my, in our old house, we just moved this summer, but I had this huge desk. And so all of our seedlings, the, the, the plants that I was getting ready to plant in January and February were to my left. And I remember sitting with this verse and looking over and being like, there it is. Mm -hmm. There's the inspiration. And so, right. yeah, most of the time when I wrote, um, I tried to write at least five or six at a time five or six in one day. And by that point they would just snap, snap, snap. They would, they came pretty quickly. Yeah. That's great. I remember reading the one about you, you saying you don't have a lot of space to plant, but that doesn't mean that you can't still grow things and you can't still engage in, in nature and mm -hmm. be creative in that way. So mm -hmm. yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, what do you hope readers will take away from this time that they'll spend with you during the month of December? Hmm. Um, you know, possibly I, or not possibly, but hopefully, um, I hope that there is, uh, just as the invitation that I give to enter into the presence and the beauty of God, who is all around us. Um, just as though that was, that was where most of my stories come from. I hope that it serves as an invitation for readers to notice the spirit who is present all around us, the God who is above us and below us and to our right and to our left, um, all the different places that St. Patrick um, prayed about, but, but to really see God in the ordinary every day. Um, that's where the majority of my stories end up 
um, landing. And so I hope it serves as an, as an invitation to enter into that. Yeah. Well, I think they do. And I'm really looking forward to folks spending time with you and, and reading and um, journeying with you during December. Is there anything you would want to add here before we say goodbye? I don't think so. Um, I would love to further connect with folks. So please reach out to me. Um, I'm on most um, social media places. Uh, you can look me up and or you can reach out to me through uh, Forward Day by Day. We'd love to connect with you. Great. Thank you, Kara, so much for your time. And it's great being with you. Absolutely. Thank you.